is my account of the second scientific revolution, which swept through Britain at the end of the 18th century and produced a new vision, which has rightly been called Romantic Science. Romanticism, as a cultural force, is generally regarded as intensely hostile to science, its ideal of subjectivity eternally opposed to that of scientific objectivity. But I do not believe this was always the case, or that the terms are so mutually exclusive. The notion of wonder seems to be something that once united them, and can still do so. In effect, there is romantic science in the same sense that there is romantic poetry, and often for the same enduring reasons. The first scientific revolution of the seventeenth century is familiarly associated with the names of Newton, Hooke, Locke and Descartes, and the almost simultaneous foundations of the Royal Society in London and the Académie des Sciences in Paris. Its existence has long been accepted, and the biographies of its leading figures are well known. But this second revolution was something different. The first person who referred to a second scientific revolution was probably the poet Coleridge in his Philosophical Lectures of 1819. It was inspired primarily by a sudden series of breakthroughs in the fields of astronomy and chemistry. It was a movement that grew out of eighteenth-century Enlightenment rationalism, but largely transformed it by bringing a new, imaginative intensity and excitement to scientific work. It was driven by a common ideal of intense, even reckless, personal commitment to discovery. It was also a movement of transition— It flourished for a relatively brief time, perhaps two generations, but produced long-lasting consequences, raising hopes and questions that are still with us today. Romantic science can be dated roughly and certainly symbolically between two celebrated voyages of exploration. These were Captain James Cook's first round-the-world expedition aboard the Endeavour, begun in 1768, and Charles Darwin's voyage to the Galapagos Islands aboard the Beagle, begun in 1831. This is the time I have called the Age of Wonder, and with any luck we have not yet quite outgrown it. The idea of the exploratory voyage, often lonely and perilous, is in one form or another a central and defining metaphor of romantic science. That is how William Wordsworth brilliantly transformed the great Enlightenment image of Sir Isaac Newton into a romantic one. While a university student in the 1780s, Wordsworth had often contemplated the full-size marble statue of Newton with his severely close-cropped hair that still dominates the stone-flagged entrance hall to the chapel of Trinity College, Cambridge. As Wordsworth originally put it, he could see, a few yards from his bedroom window, over the brick of St. John's College, the ante-chapel where the statue stood of Newton, with his prism and silent face. Sometime after 1805, Wordsworth animated this static figure so monumentally fixed in his assured religious setting. Newton became a haunted and restless romantic traveller amidst the stars. And from my pillow, looking forth by light of moon or favouring stars, I could behold the ante-chapel where the statue stood of Newton, with his prism and silent face, the marble index of a mind forever voyaging through strange seas of thought, alone. Around such a vision, 
romantic science created or crystallized several other crucial conceptions, or misconceptions, which are still with us. First, the dazzling idea of the solitary scientific genius, thirsting and reckless for knowledge, for its own sake, and perhaps at any cost. This Neo-Faustian idea, celebrated by many of the imaginative writers of the period, including Goethe and Mary Shelley, is certainly one of the great ambiguous creations of romantic science which we have all inherited. Closely connected with this is the idea of the Eureka moment, the intuitive inspired instant of invention or discovery for which no amount of preparation or preliminary analysis can really prepare. Originally the cry of the Greek philosopher Archimedes, this became the fire from heaven of Romanticism, the other true mark of scientific genius, which also allied it very closely to poetic inspiration and creativity. Romantic science would seek to identify such moments of singular, almost mystical vision in its own history. One of its first and most influential examples was to become the story of the solitary brooding Newton in his orchard, seeing an apple fall and suddenly having his vision of universal gravitation.